In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds got even bigger, and Jesus addressed them. This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. The only sign it will be given is the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. On Judgment Day, the Queen of the South will rise up with the men of this generation and condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. On Judgment Day, the men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation and condemn it, because when Jonah preached, they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. They say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Likewise, the proof of faith is in repentance. In Luke's version of this episode, our Lord is not castigating his usual critics, the scribes and the Pharisees, for demanding that he appeases them and assuage their doubts about him by performing more miracles. Instead, without them even speaking a word, our Lord accuses his audience the crowds, for being a wicked generation because they are asking for a sign. Perhaps one could make this deduction by seeing the swelling crowds. Entertainment is to crowds like Poland is to bees. But despite the astonishing miracles which our Lord had performed, it doesn't seem to be enough. They are still craving for more. Perhaps the ultimate sign, proof that our Lord is indeed the Messiah. But our Lord reminds them that this, that it is not he who needs to show proof of his identity, but rather they who need to show proof of their faith through repentance. Despite their obstinacy, our Lord still promises a sign, the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. Most people would know that this is a reference to Jonah being in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, an apt prefiguration of our Lord being in the belly of Sheol, the realm of the dead, for three days. But there is so much more than can be derived from the story of Jonah for our Lenten observance. We know that Jonah was your atypical prophet, who refused to accept God's mission to preach to the Ninevites, because he believed that this would be an exercise in futility. He actually believed that God in his goodness would pardon these pagans, which will eventually confirm them in their unbelief. That is, they will no longer fear the threats of God or the message of his prophets. He complained that God's mercy would harden men in their evil. So Jonah chose rather, than, rather to die than to accept this mission which was doomed for failure. In his extreme distress, not only did Jonah seek to avoid hearing God's call, but he fled from the Lord, taking a ship at Joppa to go to the other end of the world. He fled both the Holy Land and Nineveh at once, not believing that God would want to bring him back against his will. But the hand of God never left his prophet Jonah. 
God unleashed a storm to not just stop Jonah's flight in its tracks, but also to bring him to his senses. It was soon discovered by all the passengers and crew of the ship that Jonah was the cause of their distress. Finally, they acceded to Jonah's own voluntary request to throw him overboard to appease an angry God. In one sense, Jonah got what he wanted, which is to die. But in another sense, God, Jonah offered to die to save his fellow passengers, who were, ironically, all pagans. The turning point of Jonah had arrived. Him spending three days, three nights in the belly of the whale is the rest of the story. The evangelist St. Matthew immediately sees the connection. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So the sign of Jonah could be understood at these various layers. Firstly, pointing to the death and resurrection of Jesus. As God delivered Jonah from the belly of the whale, he too would deliver Jesus from the clutches of Hades. Secondly, as Jonah's preaching was meant to be a call to repentance, which the Ninevites needed, our Lord's preaching should have a similar effect on us. If we claim to have faith in him, our first response is to repent of our sins rather than demand for more signs from him. Third, just like Jonah, we too must undergo that transformation, especially during the season of Lent. Fleeing God in his call is itself a futile action because God never stops pursuing us until we willingly offer up ourselves for love of our neighbour. We too need to make a journey from selfishness to selflessness, from despair to hope, from doubt to trust, from self-preservation to self-sacrifice. Let us learn to never lose hope, no matter into what abyss of troubles we are cast. For Jonah came of the belly of the whale, and Jesus Christ rose from the tomb and from the dungeon of hell, thus assuring us of our own deliverance. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.